Hello, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Bearcat Blitz podcast. I'm your host, Russ Heltman, right here on the Believe Network. Of course, I have my co-host, former UC wide receiver Dominic Goodman across the way. And what a wonderful, wonderful start to the 2023 season for the Cincinnati Bearcats football team. 27-21 victory over the Pitt Panthers on the road. They take out a top 30 team. And we'll start right there, Dominic, because I welcome you in, my man. You had it right. I had it wrong. I think you had the exact score almost. It was 20. You had 27-24, and I had 24-21 Panthers. You had 27-24. You see they end up winning 27-21. That defense buckles down in the second half. The offensive line was shaky but they found a way to hold on in the face of one of the best pass rushes in the country over the past four seasons. Yeah, it's just like I predicted, you know, they got the run game going, which uh, really, really hurt Pittsburgh a lot and uh, and the phases of the game. Um, and they was worried about their receivers, so they was playing far off, so they was giving them an opportunity to catch underneath routes, uh, extending, the, extending the drive. So it was uh, well, well, well. Good. It was a good game overall for the offense. You know, I told you the game was gonna win in the trenches, and the defense stepped up, um, making big plays, um, getting to the quarterback when they needed to, and um, especially towards the end, just coming down, making a play. Um, so, I mean, I knew it was gonna happen. I'm kind of want to change my whole, far as my whole what they're gonna be at the end of the season. I don't think they're gonna be seven to five. I'm kind of pushing more to that. 10 and 2, 10 and 3, you know, we'll see. Competing for a Big 12 title game spot with that record for sure. If they end up going 10 or 2 then uh, or 9 and 3. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I predicted 6 and 6. And with that victory over Pitt, that was kind of the fulcrum point for me to picking them to go over 500 versus right on that 6 and 6 number. I had that as a loss. They end up getting the victory there. And like you mentioned, the run game once again palpable over 200 yards rushing in back-to-back weeks to start the season Corey Kiner sets another career high with 153 rushing yards 20 carries on the day had a career-long 68-yard scamper couldn't quite get Corey into the end zone there <laughs> Need to, maybe you see him hit the burners a little bit on those last 15 yards or so but a huge day for Kiner Aaron Turner had a couple nice runs as a wide receiver on some end arounds two for 22 Emory Jones Took a couple more sacks in this one. Was a little bit uh, under pressure a little bit more often in in this game. Took two sacks in the face of that Pittsburgh defensive line. But was very steady. Ended up with a 61.3 QBR. Didn't throw for a ton of yards. It was was basically a a little bit of a crashing back to earth for Jones. But just one turnover on the day for the Bearcats. Who who had the only turnover uh, of the afternoon. It was by uh, Emory Jones on, on the UC side. But then on the... Pittsburgh side, Phil Jerkovich loses a big fumble for the Pittsburgh Panthers. It uh, it helps the Be- the Bearcats hold on to that lead. And no points in the fourth quarter. They weathered two touchdowns from Pittsburgh, but they were able to hold on. And I think it kind of showed the ultimate kind of identity and togetherness that this team has, Dominic, where you can go through that kind of game, 
on the road, not the most daunting environment, Heinz Field or Acrisure Stadium, they're calling it now, wasn't completely packed to the gills, but it's still a road contest. It's still a pretty big house, and it's still a defense that came for Cincinnati, an offense that is pretty solid, came into the game analytically ranked top 40 in the country and was able to pick up momentum in the fourth quarter, but they shut that down, and they got what, in my opinion, Dominic, is the biggest win for this program dating back almost two years to the victory in South Bend over Notre Dame to really spark that college football playoff run. I don't think there's any other win over that time period since then that's come close to meeting this one that they just uh, notched on on Saturday night. Uh, you know, um, it was a big win, especially to start the whole season off. Um, gave you kind of what everybody kind of was um, waiting for to see what they're going to do against a, a good caliber team such as Pitt um, and seeing that, especially going to away game, um, you know, away games is, can be kind of hard, you know, when things going not going your way, you don't have the fans to give you that motivation because, you know, the game is is um, all about um, what they want to call it. Um, what, I can't figure the word I'm looking for, but pretty much it's a game of uh, ups and downs. So yeah. you just got to weather the storm, go through the battles, and that's when you say they come together as a team and they fought through it, uh, came together and made plays, and, and it's a big win. Uh, it's just more and more to, more to come and more games to go. Braden Smith, huge, huge touchdown for the Bearcats in this game was – Solid, the leading receiver, five catches for 59 yards and a touchdown. And, of course, had the massive third quarter score to put the Bearcats up 27-7. to At that point, it felt like we may be on for a route and a dominant victory for UC that uh, with them getting some votes in the AP poll, maybe would have pushed them even closer to top 25 status. But they give up the uh, the 14-0 run in the third quarter and end up holding on. But that 21-yard pass from Jones to Braden Smith. He's rolling out to his right, Dominic, catches it in a similar type of position in that end zone as Ben's to Pike in 2009. I thought I thought that was very interesting how in sync those two plays were. And I think it was Barstool Cincinnati on, uh, on X came up with an awesome kind of flash in, flash out, side-by-side -side melding of Pike to Ben's and Jones to Smith. I thought it was was very cool and there was a photographer from Pitt that got some great photos of that sequence I forget his exact name but he uh, did a great job on Saturday night and got a great photo of Donovan Ollie holding up the L to the uh to the Pitts, one of the Pittsburgh cornerbacks the rivalry is still still alive and well Dominic and it's been a strong strong showing in this rivalry for UC over the past what four to five outings across the 13 games in the series yeah, I mean that. First of all, that throw was uh, remarkable, man. He was like got out of the RPO. Uh, it was a chance that he could run, take off. So and him to throw it on the run like that was crazy. Uh, I thought that and the was catch too. Just the the way he bent his body back the other way when he was flashing towards the interior of the end zone, bends his body back, catches it over the shoulder, and drags that right knee, gets that lone kneecap to touch the grass. And that was all he needed, Dominic. Just need one kneecap in college football <laughs> to get that touchdown. And what a touchdown it was. It ended up being the difference in the game for the Bearcats. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's a hard catch to make. I don't think people understand how hard it is to catch it over the shoulder and and all that going on, DB on you, draping on you. But that was a great play, great catch, man. Because uh, even I even want to talk about it with Smith. with the he throwing, I didn't know he could throw the ball like that with a yeah, little had, first pass, receiver pass. I was like, man, he put that on a dime. 
Yeah, he put that. That was like a sideline throw too. That he had little area to work with, and uh, and just put that thing. I think it wasn't on the sideline. The receiver was going towards the right sideline, from what I can remember. So, yeah, he had like a little, like a little uh, post corner route and hit yeah. him right in the sideline. It was a dot, and I'm like, man, I ain't know he can. He probably played quarterback back in high school as well. He did. Yeah, he did. I was asking him about that because he's obviously got the stats at Louisville where he's thrown passes before. I was like, you played quarterback in high school, didn't you? That's why they're letting you do that. He's like, yeah, I was I was a multi-year starter at quarterback, so they're trusting my arm a little bit out there. And also a pilot, the pilot on the team. They got two wins now, Dominic, and Braden told me that he was going to be making a trip on his plane with him piloting the plane an incentive for his teammates to be able to go up in the skies with him. So maybe we'll have to get a social media guy from UC to go up with them and get video of that. I'm sure. Hopefully that's coming very, very soon. Wrapping up this game kind of on 30,000 foot view and then getting to some fallout and some news coming off of it after the break here on Bearcat Blitz. You're with Russ Eltman. You're all Bearcats reporter on Fan Nation. Look us up on allbearcats.com and with Dominic Goodman. And this is the Bearcat Blitz podcast available on Talking Cats with Russ Eltman. YouTube page. You can subscribe. Give us five-star reviews, please. We welcome all those on YouTube, on Facebook, or not on Facebook, on, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out Bearcat Blitz twice per week on a team that we're covering, Dominic. Eighth in the country on PFF through two games in terms of overall team performance grade. They've been given a 92 overall by PFF through two games, multiple standout players. Malik Ban, the defensive end who had a half tackle for loss, half sack, just posted his highest PFF grade of his career, Dominic. And I think Peyton Singletary also posted a career high as well. He was the highest graded offensive player for UC, 82.6, I believe, for Singletary and a 92.3 for Malik Ban. Singletary, as we kind of go into break here, He's kind of been the surprise for me on this offense, how much he's been involved, how many targets he's gotten. I really thought Shimon Mater would be the go-to receiving option at their tight end position, but it's been Singletary so far, and he's two for two so far in games this season scoring touchdowns, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I thought the same thing as well, but, you know, you we ain't have to, to practice all like that. We're not in the film room, so, you know, some things can uh, as far as um, – Sing, it seems like Singletary more is more equipped for more of the pass game, more of the the, um, the dinks and dunks and getting out into routes. Um, so, but you never know. It's the start of the season. It's a long season. Um, but it, when they have get the get the other tight end going, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a good a, a nice show to watch seeing both tight ends perform the way um, where we kind of predict they're gonna probably they gonna perform. Yeah, Singletary third on the team on Saturday with 24 receiving yards, second on the team in catches with four grabs and that touchdown. And then D. Wiggins mixed in with three catches for 52 yards. He's had a solid start through his UC career, albeit on a little bit lower target volume than other players. Going to take a quick break here on Bearcat Blitz. When we come back, a really, really in-depth look at our player of the game. Is pass blocking a problem for this team, or was it just a vaunted defensive line that they ran up against in Pittsburgh and the battle for the victory bell up next? We take a look at the Bearcats being 16 and a half point favorites over Miami after being 24, I think 24, 24 and a half point favorites over Miami last year going into this contest. All that coming up on Bearcat Blitz. Stick with us right here on the Believe Network.
Russ Elman, your All Bearcats reporter. Find All Bearcats on Fan Nation. Just look up allbearcats.com. And Dominic Goodman joining you as well. Former UC wide receiver. UC is 2-0 and on the season. They have one of the highest relative point differentials in the entire sport. Eighth highest relative point differential in the country, according to K-Ford ratings, which takes a look at the amount of points the average FBS team would be expected to win their games by. And over the first two weeks, the Bearcats ranked eighth in terms of over exceeding their expectations on those point totals have covered, obviously, in both contests. A 21 point spread in week one, they dominate by 42, 40, yeah, 43, 43 points. They literally doubled the point spread there. And then in week two, they more than doubled the point spread. We're six and a half point underdogs at the start of kickoff. When you and I did this show last week, Dominic, they were or on Thursday in the preview show, they were eight point underdogs. So some sharp money came in, bet the Bearcats down under a touchdown. It was sharp and smart money at that as the Bearcats get the outright victory and cover by roughly 12 to 13 points. They have outseated expectations, Dominic. And I think it's been kind of a mixed bag in terms of nice impact across the entire roster. You and I were praising Emory Jones and Xavier Henderson last week. And this week, I'd probably go with a defensive player as my player of the game. And I'm going to roll with Jack Dingle, the fastest linebacker, one of the fastest players on the entire team, seven tackles, had a sack, two tackles for loss. I believe the seven tackles were a career high for Dingle. He was just fantastic in this game, flying all over the place. The uh, The sack was amazing. Like It was a, just a shoot the gap right up the middle blitz. I think it came in the third quarter or beginning of the fourth quarter and just wrecked Phil Jerkovich on that. Dingle and the rest of that defensive front, Dominic, they made Phil Jerkovich feel all 60 minutes of that football game on Saturday. And that physicality, that intimidation, and that steadiness from those 11 players and those 11 positions on that side of the football helped guide this Bearcats victory in a way that you could foresee happening in the offseason with this being the strength of the team coming back. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had a great game, by the way. He got to the quarterback, did what they needed to do, and uh, had the quarterback throwing it up, making mistakes. Uh, but, you know, I'm an offensive guy, so I got to go with Connor. You know, Connor All right. did a great job, just like I said, uh, getting that run game going, putting them in a position to kick field goals, position to, to, um, to score, and putting a position not where it's going to be a whole bunch of third and longs. You're getting your third and fives, third and fours. As an officer coordinator, you love those situations. So uh, Corey Connors is doing a great job in the run game for UC, and it, it continue doing that helps a lot with the pass game. Corey Connors, 72.2 overall PFF grade on Saturday, 79.7 pass blocking grade. That's great to see. You like to see him being able to protect Emory Jones out there, especially against that kind of pass rush that they face, and a nice solid 71 rushing grade for Kiner, who has been fantastic, is hitting the holes in the right places, is making sure he takes full advantage of some of these just Mack truck-sized holes in the wide zone rushing scheme that this offensive line is creating. On the flip side, though, Dominic, as we move away from our players of the game, and before we get to the top 25 votes in the AP poll, the pressure Emory Jones was under, the lack of downfield throws, kind of the, the, the constriction of the playbook in the second half due to that Pittsburgh defensive front. As I mentioned, they had two tack or two sacks on the day, six tackles for loss. There were multiple quarterback hits. Like they were in the backfield throughout the evening, Dominic. It didn't end up leading to a UC loss. Is that concerning for you? Is it just another game where these guys need to get 
some reps under their belt against a really good defensive front. What's your concern level for the offensive pass blocking situation right now out of UC? Um, I don't know if it's too much concern. You know, uh, we kind of knew Pitt coming into it, had a good defense, a good defensive line, and, you know, they're going to bring the pressure. And you got um, not so much of a veteran line, so guys still trying to get acclimated with each other, still get that chemistry, um, still get that whole connection. Because, you know, when it comes down to pass blocking, you got to communicate because you got different stunts, um, different um, schemes going behind it. So it all takes a lot of communication. Um, and I really don't feel like it's too much to worry about, but it's just something they're going to keep a, keep going forward with it, fix the mistakes, watch the film, and just be at practice more and more, repping the same things and getting ready for uh, Miami. UC gets the win, 27-21, despite, as I mentioned, a massive drop-off in yards from Emory Jones, massive drop-off overall in production from the passing attack, but – when you can run the football like Scott Satterfield and this offensive staff wants to run the football and post over 200 yards of rushing each week, you can control the clock, which the Bearcats did in this contest. Looking at the time of possession right here, it was in favor of Cincinnati 34 to 25. When you can force the offense to be out on the field for 35 minutes almost and have your defense play just 25 minutes on the other side of snaps, that's, that's just as simple as it can get sometimes, and that's why establishing the run is often so, so important. It's so impactful when you can get that run game going, and it can help stave off some of those passing problems that the Bearcats did have, but it ultimately didn't do them in. They were still able to score 27 points. Final couple of notes here as we close out this Bearcat Blitz. A really, really good start to the season for UC. They are now 30th in K Ford's overall team ratings, a 12-spot jump with the upset victory over Pitt. I haven't checked Bill Connolly's SP Plus ratings on ESPN, but I would imagine they have taken a big jump there as well. And Dominic, they've received three votes in the AP poll this week, the first time this season they have received votes. They're roughly, I think, a top 35 team, counting all the votes in the coaches poll that they received, and a top 41 team, counting, I think they're 41st, in the AP poll when you look at just overall votes for teams and getting outside the top 25. Knocking on the door, expected the blowout Miami, and then, Dominic, you have the most anticipated game set up in the history of Nippert Stadium, quite possibly, in terms of... Actually, I wouldn't say the history of Nippert Stadium. The the twenty the AAC Championship game a couple years ago was a massive, massive game, and that had massive implications. But in terms of overall opponent caliber, and the trajectory that a UC team is on at the moment, it really doesn't get a whole lot bigger. It's hard to get bigger than Oklahoma coming to UC with a potential ranking next to UC's name attached to them or the potential to get a ranking if they start 4-0 with that final victory in September over Oklahoma. Whew, it's going to be a good one. Big two-week stretch and a fun two-week stretch that maybe Bearcats fans weren't necessarily anticipating when they were looking at that wide receiver core at the spring game uh, in April. Yeah, you know, especially with the going against Miami rivalry game, um, it's going to be a blowout. That's that's how I feel. So we don't got to worry too much about that one. So they can get, the, get their rest at the second half and get ready for Oklahoma. <laughs> um, so – and the biggest game is Oklahoma right now. You know, that's a game where um, you can win that game, especially at the NIP. Everything's in your favor because, you know, playing at the NIP's a whole different ball game. And I don't think people really understand that feeling of just being in that secluded area. It's just like a bowl 
rocking. It's just, it's just, I can't really explain. Bring chills, chills uh, up and down my spine still to this day. So, um, I just think, I think it's going to be a game where if you see can can really, really establish that run and uh, make make a couple explosive plays and defense put pressure on the quarterback and and limit the, the limit the penalties and turnovers. I think it's a game you see can pull out of. Um, it's going to be one of the games they got to play, play perfect and and play sound. No doubt. No doubt. Going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to judge that one over the next couple of weeks. We'll be back on your feeds this Thursday with a full preview of Miami. Not really looking at who's going to win. I think Dominic and I, it's pretty well known we're going to pick the Bearcats in this one. Can you see cover the spread? That's going to be more interesting to me. Can they earn some style points and maybe earn a ranking next to their name before the Oklahoma matchup? in a couple weeks, an Oklahoma team that having never played at Nippert Stadium, well, having not played there in over 10, 15 years, a great, did you guys, did you, did you guys do a home and home with the, with the 2009 team or 2018? Uh, no, we played them away and then they came and played at Paul Brown. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. It's a program that's never been the Nippert Stadium, maybe underestimating a little bit. We'll dive into that storyline. I think that's very interesting. I'm excited to hear what Dominic's got to say about that over the next couple of weeks. For Dominic Goodman, I'm Russ Eltman. This has been Bearcat Blitz. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube, Talking Cats with Russ Eltman, and check us out on Valley Sports each and every weekend before the Bearcats kick off their game that week. This is the Bearcat Blitz on the Believe Network. again. Busts free. Jerome Ford down the sideline. Foot race. Pass call. Touchdown. 79 yards. Big one in the Peach Bowl. This is a big one too. And it's going to go all the way to the house on the first play.